Alright, Gucci. Don't be nervous, Playboy. You wanted this noise. Nah, nah, I'm chilling. I told you, I get nervous like for the first like five minutes, and then when I start like really talking, I'll really get into it. Ain't nothing to be nervous about, bro. This conversation between me and you. Um, you're like, hey, welcome to another episode of In Those We Trust Podcast. My name is Malik Howard. Of course, got the guy with me in the building, young Chris. You're naming my phone. He's young boy Chris from the gym. <laughs> Yo, no. Uh, there's so many There's so many dudes in my phone named Chris. So I was like, all right, how can I distinguish this Chris from, from everyone else? Um, but I met you at Lifetime. Yes, sir. I don't know. That asked you to spot me. I think I actually yeah, spot me. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those relationships. It's like a spot relationship that, that usually that, that arises from. Um, but I asked Chris to spot me. You feel me? You know what I was doing. Gorilla weight. You feel me? 130s on the on a, on a, uh, DB, DB presses. Um, but I noticed that you were one of those kids that I didn't know how young you were. Like, I know that I'm always a dude that, like, I feel like I'm younger like than a lot of people that I work out with because I am. But when I look at how many people that I, when I'm in the gym with people, that I'm like, oh, this is a young boy. Like, we're around the same age. But in reality, what are you? How old are you? 18. Hey, you're 18. I'm 26. So it's, like, Damn. such a crazy, like, I still feel like a young boy, but I'm not. But I've seen your work ethic in the gym, like, how you were just, like, legit, like, head down, hat down, like, just on your grind. And I always love to see that in people because that's how I was introduced to the gym through people was, and I don't treat you nowhere as bad as I got treated. You know, sometimes I throw my jabs at you, but yeah. the, trust me, the shit that I used to get treated with by Lorenzo, this dude, he would like, because I can rep your max. Like, that's what he would tell me, nice. but I would never do that to you, right? But he would be like, I can rep your max. And I'd be like, all right, let's test it out. And I would max out and he would rep my max like easy on anything, right? So he would be a dickhead to me. Like, that's how the guy was. But he like got me to the point to where I am now because of that. Um, but what made you want to get into the gym so early? Because you're, you just graduated high school. Like, you just graduated senior year of high school. And like, I didn't get into the gym until grad school. Like, I didn't faithfully be like, oh, I'm a gym bro until, yeah, this was like, Three or four, no, three years ago is when I really like dedicated. I'm starting to work out crazy, and that and that was it. But you've been at it since. But of course, like in high school, you play sports. You're in the, you're in the gym somewhat. Right, like you're right. working out. You're staying in shape. You're really running. You're not really lifting that crazy. But what made you really be like, all right, I'm gonna get out of these weights? Um, so I grew up around um, playing sports as a kid, but definitely baseball always had me, you know, wanting to get stronger, wanting to get better. But my coaches always told me, I, you know, I'm, I was always a small kid, so I always just wanted to be more athletic. Yeah. But like you said, with the running, I, I mean, the weights I never really hit. But I mean, since COVID, I, I really started getting in the gym. So it's COVID when you really got after it. Yeah, and oh, I was really? at home and, and home oh, weights damn. and yeah, before yeah. you know all the gyms <laughs> closed and stuff. Yeah. But after that, I really started going a lifetime. You know, just on my own. And I really started to see progress, and I was like, "This could be huge for my baseball career." Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just kept, kept working for it. That's different because growing up, you really don't see a lot of people talking about like weights in baseball. I don't think the baseball team we ever lifted weights. Like football, wrestling, we were always in the weight room, but baseball, we never lifted weights. Right. And what high school did you go to? Cherokee. So you went to one of those big high schools. Um, so what was it like? Because we're gonna talk about this. I think. I, since I work in higher education, I love talking about higher, educa higher education issues and people who are in higher ed and making that transition into going to college. But what was it like going to such a big school that you're Cherokee's a group four, right? Yeah. So that's a group four school. I went to a group one school. So wow. <laughs> that, that's wow. a comparison. What is it like really going to like a, a group four school around so much talent, having to compete against that much talent as well? So what it is, is it's basically there's about 2,500 kids uh, in, in the total school. And 
basically everyone you know basically plays sports and yeah. you know they really separate everybody at tryouts obviously but the the thing for me is my sophomore year um I just started going ghost and started not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of cut a lot of people off and just started going towards my grind. And I really started to see progress when I cut a lot of toxic people out. Yeah. yeah. And being an athlete, coaches start to see that. Mm-hmm. And coaches like that you're very focused and yeah. you're very dedicated. Yeah. So when, so did you, did you start varsity at some point at your time in Cherokee? I actually didn't. Yeah, it's so. If you were to ever go to any group three down, you would have easily started at anywhere you went to. Um, but yeah. easily, easily, <laughs> you would have easily started. But what was it like that? Like, like no matter what, you're putting the work. But it's like it's so much talent here because you would always play uh, travel ball as well. Like you would play for your high school, but then you would play travel ball right. as well, right? So what did you get from like that travel ball instead that you didn't get from your high school? So the the travel ball they give you more of an opportunity to show what you really have. Um, yeah. High school, it's kind of you know. If you're in with the coach type of thing, like I only played my freshman year of high school baseball. Yeah. I didn't play anything else other than that. So I just stick to travel ball and my travel coach was really on my side. Yeah. You know, so oh, okay. with, with with being in travel ball, you get to see a lot more talent than you would in high school. Yeah. And it that challenge pushes you to be a better person. Yeah. And, and be better at your sport. So they never try to recruit you to play for the high school then? No. Like I would try out and, and they would say like, we have this position filled, like you know, I see you more as this or, you know, maybe in a couple of years, you know, maybe if you start working, what? you know, harder. And I was like, nah, I have travel ball. Yeah. You know? I took the winters off. So dang, I, I didn't even, damn, I should have done that. I wish I did that in high school. Now, like I look back because travel ball really does put eyes on you. Like it puts so many eyes on you in regards to like who you're playing against, the talent of kids, because it's really only the true dedicated kids and that can afford to play travel ball as well. But like the dedicated kids are like, I'm either doubling up high school and travel or I'm just sticking to travel because I want to get more eyes in different locations. And I'm sure like college scouts are really coming out to these things as well. So I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a college scout. I mean, at my high school baseball games. Exactly. Ever. And that's, yeah. that's why I started to realize that like, you know, college scouts aren't going to come unless, you know, you're crazy good and like, yeah. you know, no one else is at your level. But in travel ball, they come out almost every weekend. Really? You know, so you have a chance to prove yourself. And you're playing only on the weekends though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's when your games are, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, damn, that's crazy. I didn't think of, like, being able to do that because in, so one of the things is one of my good friends uh, who went to the league for football, he kind of was one of those that kind of in, in Jersey started the new thing of, like, you played football for your high school, you could bring looks in, but the looks really started in 707. And 707 is, like, no okay. pad, it's just full out. Like, you're, you're not, you know, padded, it's just throwing the balls you dbs versus wide receivers and vice versa but uh after he went to one of those like 707 camps over the winter break after that he was scouted like you really get your stars through that and like that's right. what he was like i was like oh shit like if, if a bunch of guys start doing this and a bunch of guys started doing that in jersey you start seeing scouts come out to the actual high school games and that's how it works is that the same thing for baseball during that time yeah they want they want to see your talent they want to see what you have but at the same time I believe you got to be in the right place. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you're in a, if you're at a smaller school, I mean, and the scouts don't really know as much. Yeah. You know, they won't really come out. Yeah, but then you have to get those eyes. You have to go out and be like, all right, I gotta play travel ball to get eyes on me. Right. While they show up. And that's what I did because I, I figured out that the scouts are coming to these you know events every weekend for travel ball. Wow. You, you know. That's that's a great point. So then, 
how do you stay in in regards to like all right i don't make my baseball team like i don't make the high school or you probably did but not to varsity where you wanted to be so i'm competing against that i have a coach because i think a lot of people don't understand when when you get into high school sports that a lot of times the coaches that fuck up your love for the game yeah. like and that and i definitely dealt with that my as well where i was like man i'm not really liking the coaches they're not really messing with me like my talent isn't being looked at as something that's like up here but like on and it dealt with my confidence like my confidence kind of went down to where i wasn't as i feel like baseball is a sport where you have to be cocky you have to know i'm the best player on this field right now to have that swagger and i lost it like in high school i was like all right fuck it like it is what it is. I just play because I love the game. I'm going to stay on JV until junior year, and then after that, I'm quitting. And it just so happened I played again my senior year. But I dealt with the, the loss of confidence. Did that help happen to you in any way? Um, I, I never really lost my confidence. Um, I, I kind of just I, – I looked at the email, and they said, like, you know, you didn't, you didn't make the team. And I would look at it and be like, this is, this is God's plan for me. Yeah. This, this is what I have to go through right now and my feelings and my emotions to, to keep working harder. But just – not in that environment. Go to the gym on my own, start getting trainers on my own, and just start looking at my time and saying, what am I doing and what yeah. could I do better? So in that evaluation, like having to really step out, there's not a lot of high school athletes out there that at that time is like, all right, I've, I've dealt with defeat. I dealt with, you know, the circumstances I'm given. Now I have to just go out and get on my own. Like, Why? Like, what, what, what did you see in yourself that you're like, all right, I'm going to go actually get trainers, actually go live on my own, actually, like, because to be honest, you're a high school student, but you did everything else in comparison to people, like, in your high school that, like, trained, lived Cherokee sports all around. Right. So what, what, why? Like, what, what, what did you, what, is there a goal you were setting in regards to that? I, I always, uh, you know, looked at myself and said, I'm going to be a college baseball player no matter right. what. And I always looked at myself and I always said that I have talent. And I don't understand why I'm not being rewarded for it. Yeah. But all I always say to myself is just, how do I work harder? How do yeah. I get better? So I, I dealt with it in, in a way, and I felt to myself that I know I have a good ability to work on. Yeah. And I know it can be developed. So I got these these trainers and these uh, people to help me work on my craft, and I started seeing results. Yeah. And I was like, I'm more powerful than I really thought I was. Yeah. But staying consistent, like within, I, I feel like the biggest thing for high school students to see and like, and and athletes in general is to see that like, even though you know you have the talent and somebody may not see it in you, you have to truly believe like, all right, you have to do two things: you have to self evaluate. Am I tripping? Was I just hyped up all my life to think that like right. I was this great baseball player? And if I'm not, I can deal with that. But or on the other hand, it's like, no, fuck that. Fuck what you say. Fuck what you think about me. Like I know I can definitely play the next level. I don't give a fuck about making your team. Let me go out and get it. They grind on my own. Um, truly, were they players that were like compare like so amazing at Cherokee? Not really. No. No. I'm not gonna lie to you. No. Sheesh. It wasn't. It wasn't a big comparison. And to think that. Uh, you know, I look at everybody and I evaluate everybody and, and I looked at the people in tryouts yeah. and they weren't really working like to their full potential. Like if we would do like suicides, we would do like some type of running drill. They were, they were doing like 50%, mm -hmm. you know? So I just started to feel to myself, like I already know I'm working harder, Yeah. but if it turns out to be that I don't make the team, well, I already know the guys on the team can't work harder than me. Yeah. So 
that that as well plays into the they already know they have this in the bag. Like right. they already know that they're gonna make the team regardless of what the situation is. So they're like I'm gonna sit back and chill. Yeah, you can't help it. I just I sit there and I look at myself and I'm like, listen, they're on the team. Cherokee Pride, good for you guys. <laughs> Cherokee Pride. Cher- Cherokee Pride, good for you guys. But for me, you know, I'm I'm just gonna look at myself and say, Well, if I'm not on the team, yeah, you know, it's it's a bad thing, you know, not feeling included, yeah. you know. But at the same time I found uh, a love in myself where I was like, well, I don't really need, you know, uh, to be on a high school baseball team to play college. Yeah, know, that's true. All, all the scouts are in travel ball now. Yeah. So it's it's a different game. Damn, I, I truly wish I thought about about that when I was in high school, too, because I just settled. I think I think by my senior year, I was kind of sports out. Like I've been playing sports since I was six. Yeah. So it was like I kind of had no more fight with me because I was up against. And truly, this is one of the biggest things I, I, I tell athletes and like when I see high school players going through their ups and downs like the coaches don't you feel like the coaches don't fuck with you going against like you're battling for spots that like you know you deserve and they're just giving it to them because they fuck with the players more is that like you truly have to have like a fight in you like you just keep going you just have to keep fighting for that because i was up against i could tell you right now football i was up against the coaches hating my dad my dad was one of the assistant coaches coaches hated my dad to where my my senior year they didn't want to make me captain like to that point where like wow. they really didn't want me to be captain. I was a starting center and like no, like I was the person who like it's funny when I look back into like my high school football team. It's like I have a dude that went to the league. I have a quarterback that's still playing college ball that was like is nice wow. wide receivers. And I was looked at as a leader. Like I was the one that like when we break the huddle, like people looked at me to like get the team hype. People looked at me to lead the team out when we like rushed the field. Looked to me for like motivation and like led the team there. And it wasn't reciprocated by the coaches. Like the coaches didn't value my worth of what I was giving to the team, and I was a kid that worked, it was a workhorse. Like my senior year, I lost so much weight because the junior this, the year going into my senior year of football, we had like in our we had three towns that go to our high school. So to right. make it easier, we had a morning practice and a night practice. So the morning practice were people from the town that could easily go in the morning, and it was like eight a.m. workouts. The people who lived in towns older had to take a train there. They had five o'clock workouts, so they had time to get to us. So they didn't okay. have to leave extra early, right? I would be at both of those all summer. All summer long, I was at both wow. workouts. So I lost wow. crazy weight because I was doing two days every day in the summer, like every day. I can imagine, And just right. working my ass off, and I didn't give a fuck. And then, but I've already dealt with, like, the shitty end of the stick to where I was there my whole sophomore year, all summer long. And the week before the season started, my boys came in, and they let them start at starting guard. And even he went up to me and apologized. He's like, yo, Malik, I'm so sorry, bro. Like, it's fucked up. And I'm like, then don't tell them you shouldn't start then. He's like, well, I'm, I want to start. And I'm like, that's fucked up. Like, you know I'm better than you. Right. But he looked better. You know what I mean? He was taller than me. Didn't have the athletic ability. And I ended up starting my sophomore year. But you go against so much defeat to where, like, it can make you feel like it's not worth it no more. Like, I'm, oh, I'm tired absolutely. of fighting. I'm tired of fighting against my coaches. I'm tired of fighting against this. How did you carry that fight to, like, you know what? I'm going to get my shit regardless. I'm going to get my offer. I'm going to go get my time to play in college football. So what, what I, I mean, th- college baseball, I'm sorry. What, no, you're good. So, you could never play football, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I really thought about was, um, you know, everyone in my family, everyone, you know, knows I want to be a professional baseball player, and that's, and yeah. that's, that's the goal. But the the way that I handled it was if I don't do it, I don't think anybody else will in my family. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of money in it, but yeah. it's the fact that there are so many people that just doubted me. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that still do. And because I'm different, you know, they, yeah. they hate on me because I'm different. But at the same time, that gives you so much fuel to just keep going. Yeah. I have enough fuel in me right now to keep going for the rest of yeah. my life. Like it's, it's crazy how, how much people doubt you. And you're like, okay, just watch me. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's what me. kept me going. 
with a chip on, on, on your shoulder. I think that motivation is something that, like, people talk about, like, one of my biggest things, I don't know, I should actually put you on to him. His, do you know who Nipsey Hussle is? Yeah, yeah. So Nipsey Hussle, right? Um, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. When he passed away, he probably dropped one of the greatest albums, and he still deserved the Grammy for it, and Cardi B won the Grammy over him, right, yeah. for that album. Um, but his album um, was, uh, is it, I forget, The Marathon. Um, and his whole thing behind everything he does is it's a marathon. Everything you do in life, like it's not just a quick 100 meter dash. Like you're there and there. It's a marathon. It's going to take you running all those miles. It's going to take you putting in the training to get there. And that's something that I've lived in and like have been able to use that in every aspect of my life, wherever I turn, whether it's a podcast, whether it's my job, wherever I go, is it's a marathon to go for. Right? If it was easy, everyone would do it. If it was easy, yeah. you would just be able to go. Oh wow, I played for Cherokee. Oh wow, now I'm D1. Oh wow, now I'm in a league. If it was that easy, everyone could follow that road. But I feel like. Especially when it comes to baseball, baseball is such a sport that, like, bro, you could be it. It takes you in all these different fucking avenues. You can right. still, and you end up. You you see these stories of guys like he's thirty five years old, he's making his start, and then he's now is the biggest guy in the MLB because of all that hard work he prepared for that moment and crushed that fucking moment. Right. Um, so truly hold that motivation, and I I feel like do not allow the hate people give you to always fuel you. Because yeah. in, in that in that regard, you're using that, and you're turning it into a positive. But you're using that almost as if it's like a um, like like my main source of like not not not, not not your main source, but you're looking at like that hate as I don't know. Like I I always take that as negative. Like that no matter what the fuel should be inside you, you shouldn't need someone to fuel you. Yeah, up that's to get the to thing. That point, yeah, which is fine. You turn that into to your own motivation. So is that what 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 keeps you motivated? Is your family wanting to be the first in your family to make it that far, wanting to support your family in, in regards to that. What what else keeps you motivated to like y'all gotta stick on this path? Definitely the overall generations of my family. We don't really come from a lot, mm-hmm. so I want my the family that I start to be the first generation of San Germanos to be, you know, oh they have money, like they have freedom to do what they want. Mm-hmm. And I mean another thing, I just I love the sport. You know, yeah. I love it, and it's it's. It's a thing of beauty because I really feel that baseball's made me who I am. Of course, yeah. And, you know, I've become such a better person just because of the sport. Yeah. And I really won't stop. You know, when when looking back on how far I've come, I really just can't find a reason why I would stop yeah. improving. Yeah. So so now you're still not you're still not done. You still have made it to. I'm just, I'm just getting started. Yeah, you, you, started. you made it to from graduating high school to now. What was it like? Like you graduate high school and you were like in the limbo. I remember you we talking to the gym. I'm like, yo, what's going on? You're like, I don't know. Scouts are disappearing. Things are going on. Like you didn't deal with the side of like what we see in the national spot. Like you see the national spot. These guys are like, I have 14 offers. My decision is to go here. Right. You're dealing with the reality of what it is like to make it to these to these schools. Right. You're dealing with scouts leaving, coaches leaving. So much un not transparent with you of in regards to where you want to end up what was that process like your senior year your your where the fuck do i go now right i mean my thought process was you know god's always going to take me where, where i belong and i i knew if i didn't get to an established college i would go to community college mm-hmm. and like you said with all those avenues i could still be where i make it where i wanted to go but i, I really sat down and thought to myself i'm a hard worker mm-hmm. you know i have scouts interests but scouts leave scouts disappear yeah and I mean, there was one scout, I mean, shout out Penn State York, like they, like he really 
came farther along with me than any other scout did. I mean, he checked up on me. He was like, you know, I'd love to have you for a visit. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm there now, and, you know, it's, it's a great feeling knowing that back then, like just out of my senior year, I was so frustrated, and I was like, calm down. Like, I know that it's going to happen. You'll end up somewhere, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I dealt with that now on a smaller scale. Of course, not with sports, but I dealt with, you know, I was that kid that, like, I wanted to go to these big schools and, and had to deal with reality of, like, all right, I'm probably going to be at a school around here. Like, I had to figure out where I want to go to school around here, and I applied to so many. Bro, if I told you how many schools I fucking applied to, bro, you would be amazed. And I didn't get not one in, in letter. Like, I didn't get admitted to no colleges I ever applied wow. to. To this day, I still have yet to get an acceptance letter to college. Look, you talk about motivation? Here, let me show you this. This actually, oh, if I can fucking get it, is, I, I, we actually keep it right here, but it fucking fell. So this is my denial letter from getting into a doctoral program at Temple University, right? And this is probably like the, the closest thing that I felt with, with defeat, right? So this right here, I waited, I applied after graduating with my master's. I applied at only Temple. I was like, I want to go to one school. If not, I'll go work at an, uh, somewhere else in the field that I know I can work in. And I was left with like, all right, where do I end up? So I applied here, and I was waiting. I, I put so much work into this. My let, like my letters of recommendations, bro. I wish I could still get them because they made me cry. Like if I was like, the fact that someone thinks of me this way, I want to frame this. I don't give a fuck if I don't get accepted into school. Right. The way that and I've only been here for two years, and one of those years was COVID. And someone that seen me here was like, hey, you'll be dumb not to take Malik. And then I waited, I waited, I waited. I emailed Temple. I didn't get nothing back. I called them. I'm like, hey, I didn't get my decision. They're like, oh, it should be in the mail. I'm like, I live. 10 minutes from Philly. Like, there's no way right, yeah. that I shouldn't have got the letter. So they actually like, oh, okay, we'll just email you now. I'm like, cool. So I got the email, and I'm sitting, I'm shitting bricks, and I open it, and it's this letter, right? Wow. Legit. Dear Malik, we greatly appreciate your interest in graduate studies at Temple University. The graduate school has completed a review of your application at this time. I regret to inform you that you are unable uh, to offer you admission to Doctor of Education right program, right? So one of my favorite episodes on this podcast, go check it out. It I forget what it's called, but it's with me and my girl. And it's like, I, I think it's called I Keep Failing. And on that podcast, I broke down. I'm like, I keep fucking failing. I fail, I fail. I never got admitted to any colleges I applied to, like I said. In undergrad, graduate, I just was admitted because it was like an assistantship that I got with it. Right. But I told myself, I said, whoever admits me into this college, I'm going to make this college my bitch. And I said this. I, I legit said this right. to everyone. I said, if I don't, like, I, I mean, I didn't get into no colleges. I didn't even get into Rowan, and I went to Rowan. Like, I went through another program that admitted me in, and it was my dad. Like, I'll keep it short, but, like, my dad was a sub at my school, and I was in the cafeteria. Like, I was getting ketchup, literally, like, getting ketchup. My dad walked in and was like, what's my name? And I'm like, what, bro? Like, I'm already pissed. He knows I'm pissed off because he kept seeing, he kept giving me letters. And, you know, when it's in a little envelope, it's a denial. If it's a big, we all know if it's a big envelope, yeah, it's you acceptance. got in, right? It's yeah. acceptance. And I got, I kept getting those. He just handed it to me. I'm like, fuck, man, fuck. I didn't even, I, start, I stopped opening them. And I would just be like, oh, thanks, Dad. And he would hand it to me, right? And you could tell he was disappointed as well because I wasn't that bad of a student. My SAT scores wasn't that bad. And I knew kids that were worse than me that were getting into these schools. Right. Um, but he's like, yo, what's my name? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, what's my name? I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, I got you an interview with EOF Rowan. EOF is like a program for people that like come from economic, challenging economic backgrounds and may have not have the best grades but still deserve a leg up to get into school. And it's a program that helps you get in. And he's like, yo. I got you an interview with EOF Camden. You do go in the interview, you'll get into you go through their program, you'll get into Rowan. And I'm like, fuck. And this is during baseball season, bro. So this is like, we're about to graduate. Like, yeah. This is during yeah, yeah. baseball season. Like, I legit went to my coach, like, yo, I got a college interview. Da-da-da. He's like, go, bro. Like, go, get that shit. Right. I prep, 
killed the interview, went to the summer program, and got in. And I said to myself, if any school that lets me get in, I'm going to make my bitch. I'm going to get every resource I can possibly from that school. So it's similar to what you're going through now. Like, whatever school gives me an opportunity, I'm going to give it 110%, right. and I'm going to knock the fucking doors down once I get in that bitch, right? So what has that process been like for you? Like, now you're in there. Now you're fucking grinding. You're grinding at the community college level. Like, I know so many great baseball players that went to community college and grinded and fell off. How are you going to stay on this grind? To like, all right, now I still need to transfer. Like, no matter what, right. I've got to end up somewhere else. Right. What's that been for you? So it, it's been it's been great because a lot of the people on the team, a lot of kids on the team really accepted me. Yeah. And I was just named team captain. Yeah. So, I mean, if I was a freshman team captain, I mean, you know, that's, that's huge. Yeah. But they just know I'm all about motivation, all about yeah. discipline. But, I mean... The goal is, is main campus, right? The, the goal is Penn State main campus okay. or any other school that can give me an opportunity. Um, but the main thing, when I walk into my college, I feel much bigger than I look. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It's a huge confidence booster to me to understand that where I've come from, I'm here now. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, I'm going to make college my bitch. Like, yeah. I'm not taking any shit from anybody. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and you're going to watch me become better. Mm-hmm. And that's... I'm. You could ask my teammates, man. I'm 100%, 5 o'clock in the morning, I'll be getting the whole team pumped up for morning workouts. Yeah. It's just how it goes. Yeah. you. I feel like you're one of the athletes, like, you live it. Like, it's not a workout to you. Like, this is fun. Yeah. It's not some other, like, you know, practice. It's, I wake up for it. Yeah. You know? To pretty much, you're in college for baseball and not at college. Happen to if you want to keep it real, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's how it is. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the goal is professional, so, I yeah. mean, you know. But, I mean, I'll get a degree, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. I mean, the overall goal is to get to the league. Yeah. That's it. What is it like now going from, hey, to be honest with you, you probably went to like the same size now of a, of a college. Like you went to Cherokee and now you're going to like Penn State, the community college ones where you're used to being around that big crowd. Like you're not, have you dealt with any culture shock being in college or anything like that? Not really. No. Yeah. I mean, it, it went from 2,500 to like 1,200. Yeah. Um, But I, I really just, like I said, I just, I kind of just, do me yeah i just focus on what i have to do no matter how many people are around me yeah so it really doesn't matter but i mean from the uh athletic standpoint i I really feel that being at that level they care about you more and that i feel like that set me up for something great as my junior year comes around Mm. so freshman sophomore year i could really work and and be the best player to go to a a better school yeah i feel like they like are you saying like the coaches are more like in tune to help you grow like right to whereas maybe you go to a full year they're like you're not there yet like you got to work on your own to where the coach is like we're going to fucking get you there we're going to get you to this level like how the coaches impacted you already at your time there what they do is they work on you know obviously big drills you know with everybody but then you know if you're having a problem a coach will come up to you and they'll talk to you one-on-one you're mm-hmm. not just another number mm-hmm. so they'll talk to you and be like listen you know uh, i see a lot of potential in you this is what you have to do and you know, if you're if you're dedicated towards the sport, you'll do it right away and you'll fix the problem. Yeah. You know, they care about the people on the team. It's very close knit because it's not a, a huge team. Yeah. Now, the one thing I tell Chris is when I see him at the gym, he's like, yo, I don't go out. I don't party. I don't do anything like I'm about the books and I go to workouts like that's That's all I do all day. And I talk to him like, yo, bro. 100%, like, stay focused, stay motivated, stay on your grind, do not allow, like, someone to take you off of that that trajectory that you are on, but at the same time, enjoy it, like, once every three weeks, if, if, if going out to dinner or something like that is something that's that, that gets you off, like, truly do that, because you're going to look back on those times and be like, damn, I really was at, at Penn State, York, and like, I didn't 
I didn't do anything but play sports. Right. Doesn't matter what you're, you're, you are there to be a college student and to enjoy the space. And I really still want you to, of course, stay humble, stay on your grind, stay, stay motivated. But take the time because the moments that you'll look back on is not that that workout. You'll forget about all those five a.m. workouts. You may have like one or two that stand out to you, but it's that time like, oh fuck! Remember when we all went to CVS drunk as fuck and got Gatorades and shitty food and shit like that? Like yeah. that was a good time. Like stuff like that is what you'll look back on college. Be like, all right, it was worth it in your stay, and that's not going to take you off of your rails. Like that's not going to derail you unless you go down a rabbit hole of now you're doing this every weekend. And you're not fucking training, right? But doing it once in a while is something I would say. Add that into it to to enjoy college a little bit more rather than just like stay focused and sheltered. Yeah. When, when you talk, when you talk, when you talk to a lot of other people, I'm sure like, oh, spend more time out. But I was a kid. You talk to a kid who didn't party until he got into a frat. Like that's like I was yeah. that kid too. Like, and I was just about the books. Like I would legit Monday through Wednesday. I, I make sure all my classes were just three days a week. So the rest of the weeks I was back home with my girl, and I would do that every week my first year. And then I moved once I like became more involved in the college. Like. I started to hang out, not parties, but hang out with people and, and chill in their dorms and do stuff like that. So I would advise you to do that, bro. Enjoy, enjoy your time there. Yeah, I trust your intuition. I'll yeah. definitely give it a shot. Get, have fun, man. Um, but what is your, uh, your mantra? What is something that like, you hold dear to your heart that, that keeps you going? Quote, quote, you got to want as bad as you want to breathe. Mm. So uh, imagine someone's you know, holding your head underwater. What's the one thing you want to do in that moment? Just breathe. Breathe, yeah. So... I mean, if you want it, you know, as bad as you say you do, and, you know, a lot of people talk. A lot of yeah. people say they want it, but, you know, I mean, when it's time to do what beasts do, yeah. they're, not, they're not about it. That's um, Eric Thomas, right? Yeah. Eric Thomas. Yeah, yeah that's my boy. Yo, that that video got me through high school sports. Like, that video alone of, like, the guy, kid working out, he was talking about, um, yeah, like, it was, it was a, he went to the ocean, right? Yeah. He was in the ocean, and he's like... Yo, if you want to, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And he was like, and he talked about Beyonce. He's like, Beyonce forgot to eat for a week because she was so focused right. on what she was doing and so focused, which is, which again is, I think people today and today are talking about the negativity that's associated with that. That people today are like, if you want to be successful, you sleep three hours a day. You don't eat shitty foods. You do this. And it's like, you have to get your rest. You have to get your things. Like, of course, like, they're going to hype it up a little bit. Yeah. But you have to know that, like, no matter what, you have to stay on your grind. So that, is that what keeps you motivated is, is truly knowing that I want this so fucking bad. How bad do you really want it? As bad as I want to breathe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, but but honestly, I, I mean, I, I want it for not just me. But for my, my family and my grandkids, I, I want it for everyone around me to be, to reap my benefits. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To, yeah. to see my rewards and be like, you know what? Like if I'm ever, you know, if I ever need help, like I want them to come to me mm-hmm. and, and say like, I need help. And I want to comfortably say, I can help you because yeah. I work this hard. Yeah. Then with, with, with that reason. Now, let's say, how do you handle defeat? When, when you're faced with not getting to a certain college and you're faced with le- left with the what is, how do you handle defeat? What does that look like for you? It's the same thing when I talked about when I was a kid. All I did was I would face a lot of de- I face a lot of defeat already. Yeah. But I'm sure everybody does too. But in the grand scheme of things, I, I look at, well, the sport of baseball has told me body language is very, very key because scouts very mm-hmm. really look at that very yeah. closely. So I, I thought to myself, never put your head down. Mm-hmm. Never, never talk bad about yourself. Because someone out there definitely has it worse than you. So, I mean, if you could take that and apply it to your life, mm-hmm. you would say, all right, this situation isn't that bad. Yeah. You know, I could get through it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, there's nothing else to live for, you know, to be, I mean, 
I really, my biggest fear is, is just being like, you know, not remembered. Mm. You know, I, I want my, oh, really? my legacy to be remembered, like in the hall of fame. Mm. I don't want to just make it to the league and then be forgotten about. Yeah. Like when you look at Kobe, like people really remember that, that, you know, that guy's name. hundred percent. And I, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's one role model I have is Kobe Bryant. Really? I, I think and act like him as much as I can every day. Mm-hmm. I believe heavily. I think maybe what must have been baseball that taught me this, or just like with my dad being a, such a, a heavy role model in my life. But the body language doesn't just carry within sports, but also carries you within life, right? right? The way you look, the way you carry yourself when you're just walking around. People see these things. When you're on the job and people see the way you act, like, do they look at you as someone they think that can move up in the company? Or do they look at you as if, like, nah, he just is a bullshitter? You know what I mean? And body language is key to me. And then when, even when I have like, Every like uh, Thursday or Friday, I put out a podcast called uh, Trust Sports with my boy Liam. And one of the things that we always bring up is body language and the way he looks like a captain. Does he look like he like commands the team? Does he look like he can help the sport and, and help the people around him? Or does he look like some slug that just has his head down? He's not motivated. He just doesn't like he's a part of the team. When you see the team, he's over there on his own. Like, is he truly involved? And those things speak volumes to me. Like, when I go out and I watch teams play, and I always look for those little things. Like, where's the quarterback at? Where's where's he at involved with the team? Where's the pitcher at when he's when he's with the team? Is he in the mix or is he somewhere secluded? You know, like, those always stand out to me. And I think that that key reasoning is what's carried me to where I'm at today. Is no matter where I'm at, I don't care if I'm around the president of the college. I'm the same person I am if I'm just with talking with the janitor. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, right. oh my God, I gotta, I gotta like look presentable. I look, no, hey, what's good, president? How are you, bro? How you living? Same way I would be if I'm with anyone else, right? And I think that, that speaks volumes of the person you are and person you become later on in life. And I really love, I really wish I got into Kobe when he was alive because I really was, I was always a LeBron fan. And I really don't care about basketball. Like basketball yeah. is probably the least, probably the second to last. It goes basketball than the nhl in my eyes of, of well like, oh, okay. yeah it's definitely college football nfl uh baseball basketball nhl <laughs> like, i hate i hate watching basketball it's one of the worst sports to watch in my eyes yeah and yeah, i mean kobe's motivation though like looking back and i had I had to read up on him but looking at his i guess you you do carry that will right because kobe didn't play no games like there was nothing with kobe like and when you look at careers, who career would you rather have, Kobe or LeBron's? It depends on the person you are, right? Because I'm a person, I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'd rather have fun like LeBron's living. Kobe, there was no fun with Kobe. Kobe was one way. He was all about training. He was waking up at 3 in the morning to train and then get another workout in before practice even started. So he got two workouts in before people even started. And I guess that's the type of athlete and the person you are in regards to that because I'm not that person. Like I could tell, definitely tell you that I was a guy that in high school, when it comes to there was a time period where I was waking up earlier to run the stadium, then going to my workout lifts. And I was that kid. Like, it didn't bother me to do that because I lived so close. But that motivation is something that, like, you have to work at. Like, you're constantly working at your motivation. You're constantly having to go through highs and lows, like, battling that I'm low right now. How can I get back higher? How do I How do I strive? But in the face of fear and defeat, I think you, you brought up the a good point of your biggest fear is not being remembered. Whereas my biggest fear was complacency. Like, I've seen a lot of people in my life that kind of are just, like, okay with the way they're at in life and, like, have yeah. settled pretty much. And that was my biggest fear is, like, if I ever to a point in my life where I settle, I had to run away. I had to run from that 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 fear of I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, even this right here, 
I'm not okay with this house right here. Like, I'm not okay where I'm at. I'm, like, already thinking, like, all right, the next step is a big house. After that's another bigger house. You know what I mean? Always striving to be better. Exactly. So now what's next for you? What's next? What's the next thing? Like, you know I have to go prove myself. I only have two years to prove myself. Whereas kids that just went straight D1, they kind of have four to five years to be, like, I can prove myself in four to five years to get a chance to make it to the next level. Whereas no matter what, you have two years now to figure it out not even because you have that season and after that you better know where you're going right what are these two years like for you how are you scheduling yourself out what is your, what are your goals so my goal is definitely gain some more weight um I've, I've put some more weight on now but one of the biggest goals is really just understanding who i am as a baseball player mm. and i would always be you know kind of that guy it's like oh i want to hit big home runs I, you know i want to be like how you are like a like a guy that you they people could look at you and be like, oh, that guy hits bombs, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I'm more of like a contact hitter, and that really messed me up when I was a kid because I've always wanted to like hit home runs. And, mm-hmm. But now I've been simplifying everything, and it's really been working for me a lot. And getting stronger is definitely a, a big part of it. But the other part is figuring out mentally like who you are and what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I know I bring you know that energy and and the motivation, but also the, those clutch moments where people need you. I, I love pressure. I, I love when, you know, it's the bottom of the ninth and, you know, you got a runner on, you know, second and you got to bring him home because there's two outs. Like, I love that pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, the the best people work good under pressure. Under pressure. Pressure situations. Um, what is that, like, Like if you, if you have to give uh, kids right now that are in high school that dealt similar things as you, what are some words of advice you can give to them? Definitely don't stop working. Um, always keep your head up, no, no matter what the situation is, whether it's friends leaving you or, you know, a girlfriend or, or uh, you know, some teachers, you know, that'll say, you know, why don't you just, like, stay out of sports and, like, you know, focus on books and everything. I, I really could say to you guys that, you know what, no matter what you're going through, always know that there's someone out there that is thinking about you. Mm-hmm. No matter what you think, God's always there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being the the athlete in high school, being the star athlete, or even popularity, it's not really that that important mm-hmm. when you get out of high school. So I, I would just say to you guys, never give up on yourself, and always look at this yourself in the mirror and say, I'm I'm the man, I'm the shit. Mm-hmm. For trust me, that that high school shit is not mean dick, bro. I know it's yeah. so hard for you to like when your when your parents say it to you and you, people are like, oh, that shit doesn't matter, like. It truly does not matter, bro. In in the grand scheme of things, when you're trust me, you graduate high school. By the time winter break comes around and it's time for you to come back to to your town after you've been away at college for a semester and it's winter break, you'll never see these people. Even if you think you'll be close to them, you the odds of you ever seeing these friends again that you thought were so close during winter break, slim to none. If I don't see you that first winter break. We're really not that close anymore. And I, and I have friends that went to college with me, that went to the same college as me and just walked by me. And I'm like, we've been, like, and I played baseball with them since I was in, like, sixth grade. So really right. we went from middle school to high school together. So it's like, trust me, that high school bullshit means nothing, bro. Like, leave it behind. And you bring up a good point of, like, if you ever think that your life sucks and your life is, is harder than anyone else, J. Cole has a great song, like, no one's life is better than yours. Like, love your life, love what you're going through. And recently, there's been this, like, famous uh, video going around. It's funny, with Mike Epps. And Mike Epps is a comedian. And, of course, he throws his comedic flair on it. But he truly 
it's truly remarkable the way he thinks. And it's like, all right, imagine your problems, right? You're like, God, I just want to get rid of these problems. I'm tired of these problems. I can't deal with them anymore. And you throw into a circle. And in this circle is people with a bunch of problems. That's just problems. But now you have to pick up someone else's problems. He's like, you end up, you fuck around and you pick up someone else's problems. And now you're walking around with a limp. Yeah. Because you thought your problems was worse than what that person goes through. Now you have a limp. It comedically, right. like, he's, he's still joking, but... Think about it. Someone's probably there's always someone that's going through something worse than what you're going through. There's always someone's problems that like are up here in comparison to yours. So you either be that person that when when you're when you're facing defeat and you're facing doubt and you're facing these failures, it's like either you crumble under it or you face it and you learn another way to to make it better, right? Immediately, your brain has to switch. You either say why me or why not me. Now, God right. has tested me, and, and I've had to learn and train my tradition. Because I always, if you talk to my girl, I'm always the guy that's like, of course me, bro. I'm yeah. the guy that shit always happens to. I fucking, of course me, bro. Now it's like, all right, it happened. Now I just got to address it, fix it immediately, and move past it. Like, that's the mindset that you have to train your mind to think about. Because I was raised around the why us. Like, why are we in a situation? Why is our life like this? It's now let's go grind and get the fuck out of the situation. Right, you can and always fix your situation. Yeah. 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 Is there anything else you want to leave them with, bro? Any, any last words, anything you could think of as encouragement on this journey that you're going through? Definitely, uh, I came up with this quote on my own. Um, always do what others think is impossible. Um, I, I would say that loving yourself is the best thing. Don't look for love in other people. Mm. Um, it'll just backfire on you. But definitely keep working hard. And that's something that you could always apply. If you're a Division One athlete or Division Three, everyone's still working hard. Just work harder than you think you can, and you'll push yourself out of your comfort zone, mm. and you'll be such a better person because of it. Yeah, and one thing, too, is I talked to Chris, and you were definitely shy to say that I was at uh, Penn State, York. Like, you were shy to say I'm at a community college, and I was like, bro, you fucking crazy? Like, yeah. you're doing something. No matter what, you're doing something. I, don't get, I told you I would never play D3 sports to me. Like, I, I knew I did not want to do that. That's It's such a time commitment. That goes beyond, but you already know you're looking to transfer and, and get better. But never be, um, like you know, never look at your, your successes as they're not in comparison. Right? They always say comparison is a thief of joy. Do not think that what you're doing is not big in comparison to someone else because you know you think someone else is D one. No, what you're doing is still big. Right? You're still on your goal. You're still on your path to get to where you want to go to. So never think that because I'm not at this. I'm not at the Penn State that I'm not worth it or it's not something to celebrate because that's still something yeah. to celebrate. You still are, there's a lot of kids who would love to be in your position even though it's at that college. You know what I mean? There's still so many kids that are like, I just need the opportunity and didn't get the opportunity. Right. You outworked them and that's the, the fact of it. So just know that that still is something big. Um, but yo, brother, I'm excited to see where your path goes and definitely someone that's on the sidelines watching from afar and definitely send me information of anything that goes down. I'm excited to see. I definitely be paying attention to the to the sports this year. Don't give me no Penn State gear. I'm good off of that, though. Ohio <laughs> State all day, baby. Um, oh, but thank you, brother. I appreciate you coming through. Nah, of course. I appreciate the time. Seriously. Of course. Guys, please check out In Those We Trust podcasts on all platforms. YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, YouTube, In Those We Trust. Instagram is at we trust underscore podcast. Follow my... Do you have Instagram? I don't even know if you be on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I don't, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> do you want to follow... What's your Instagram name? Do you know it? Off yeah. Yeah, it's Chris Sandramano. C-H-R-I-S-S-A-N-G-E-R-M-A-N-O. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys. Continue to tune in every Thursday and Friday for Trust Sports and get ready to see um, amazing content coming out of episodes filled with guests. Thank you, guys.